Welcome to the first episode of our Sex Magic Podcast. I am so excited to be here with everyone. So I wanted to share what this podcast is going to be about. We are exploring the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. I am surrounded by my little coven right now with Bella, Eve, Phoenix, and Shady, and I am Tosca. We're going to go around and share a little bit about ourselves. Hello. My name's Isabella. I'm a holistic women's wellness guide, and I specialize in body literacy and central sovereignty. My mission in life is to help women eschew the societal conditioning we were raised to believe about ourselves and embrace their feminine and witchy powers. I teach clients one-on-one and also group workshops on feminine and feminist BDSM. I also work as a writer as a means to further champion my sex-positive agenda. I'm a second-generation psychic medium, and I work as a tarot reader to help clients receive inspiration and guidance from everything from job opportunities to sex parties and beyond. Hi, I'm Shady. (laughs) So um, I'm the founder of Love by Luna, which is an astrology-inspired lifestyle brand, and then also co-founder of Moonbox, which is a wellness and beauty subscription box that's aligned with the lunar cycle. So lots of cool moon and wellness stuff. Hi, my name is Eve. I've worked in the sex industry for many years, and I grew a fascination for all things mystical and magical. I love sex, and I love magic. Hi, my name is Phoenix Ascani, former adult performer, longtime witch. Ever since I was 13, I knew there was something different, and I just could not stop staring at the moon. I'm also an emotional and animal empath, a writer of poetry, prose, and sex advice, and a Reiki healer. And I'm here to share my advice from experience and hopefully help you all relate to sex magic a little bit further. Hi, my name is Tosca. I am a green witch, certified herbalist, artist, writer, performer. I'm a weaver of ritual, sensuality, and sexuality. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. And um, we're each going to go around and share what sex magic means to us. Well, for me, sex magic is a way to connect my body with both spirit, the environment, and varied goddesses. Can't choose just one. It's also a way to connect more deeply with my partners, but I mainly use sex magic with myself as a way to deepen my connection with self and spirit. And I do a lot of masturbation to visualization of my future and use my orgasms as an explosive superpower. For me, I think that sex magic is sex that is conscious um, when you're fully present and in the space well i guess like what my own personal brand of sex magic is is just wrapped up in the notion of empowerment through sex and just continuous self-discovery 
like sex is more of a concept and idea to me. So while I do really, really enjoy sex, um, I don't really need it. Um, but throughout like my journey with sexuality, I'm starting to recognize the importance that it does have in relationships and to self-care. But I feel like with sex and sex magic, I can kind of redirect that energy into other activities and hobbies. So it kind of can like transmute the energy and it doesn't really build up. So I talked to you about this before, but I could just give up all worldly possessions and shave my head and like go live in the mountain and be a monk and like never have sex again. And I'd be totally fine. My relationship to sex magic is somewhat similar to uh, Bella's answer. I feel that the uh, short form answer would be intimacy with intention, whether that's with myself or with someone else. Um, and that intention may be passion, maybe manifestation ritual, which is, I like, I love the way you put that, Bella, is orgasm as a superpower. That's absolutely what it is to me. And I do like to practice ritual with partner, but it doesn't have to be that. And it doesn't have to be penetration sex. Like you can have, you know, like a magical foreplay experience or a sensual, you know, massage experience or do something where if you're fully engaged, you know, there's Tantra, there's so much. So to me, it's just about, you know, kind of what you make of it. So long as there's an intention behind it, that it's clear. And as also Eve pointed out that you're in the moment and you're present. I love that we pretty much all have the same definitions. <laughs> um, so for me, sex magic is having a deep and intimate connection with spirit, with nature, and with yourself. Um, I actually began doing sex magic intuitively um, at a time of my life when I really didn't have a connection with myself. And it was a way for me to heal past sexual traumas. It was a way for me to connect to the spiritual realm. Um, I feel like when you are orgasming and climax, it is one of the most closest times to spirit. And I feel like a lot of cultures and traditions do point to that. Um, for me also, BDSM has been a huge part of my spiritual practice, and I love um, exploring that, so I'm really, really excited. So for our first topic for this episode and for this entire podcast, we are going to be exploring self-pleasure as self-care, and self-pleasure can be sexual and it can also be non-sexual, but I feel like self-pleasure is really the foundation for all sex magic because it's having that deep connection with your sexuality and your sensuality. Um, so I would love to talk about why it's important to make love to yourself. I think that it is so incredibly important to have a sexual and romantic relationship with yourself before you engage in one with others. And for me personally, the negative aspects of my sexuality, that uh, of my sexual experiences with partners previous to my current were due to me not understanding truly who I am and what I'm about. And when I took a year of celibacy, I engaged in a lot of sex magic as a practice to really come into my own 
know exactly what I want, how I can honor myself. And for me, I couldn't explain how I needed to be honored and treated and respected because I didn't know how to do it to myself. So for me, self-pleasure as self-care was the fundamental principle in me finding myself and my sexuality. Wow, Bella, that's really, really beautiful and definitely something I can relate to. I think that it's so necessary to do self-pleasure in order not just to learn your own anatomy and what you like, but like you said, how to to really honor yourself and treat yourself. And I think that's a, a beautifully eloquent way of putting it. I think for me, masturbation has definitely made my standard for my partners go up (laughs) because I pleasure myself so well that I know what I want and I don't want to settle for less than what I feel I deserve and what gets me off. So I think it's kind of nice. I have the bar set high. (laughs) (laughs) Getting getting to know our own bodies is so important and it's something that um, a lot of people don't do. Um, I actually encourage everyone to, if you have never, to take a handheld mirror and uh, to look at your genitalia and to get familiar with it and or just or even close your eyes and feel around like it doesn't have to be like a rushed experience. Take your time and just really introduce yourself back to yourself. I feel like our our culture and society has a lot to say about um, masturbation and about watching porn and, and self-pleasure isn't really viewed as a a beautiful thing, but at its most natural, it is one of the most sacred things you can do. Um, I remember the first time that I self-pleasured, um, I feel like I was a late bloomer. I was like 16 or 17. Um, and I was in the bathtub and I discovered the shower head. So for me, <laughs> detachable shower head's great. Um, I also really love that I was able to connect with the element of water um, for my first sexual experience um, because I feel like the water, the element of water is so um, healing and so deeply feminine. And for me to connect to my own femininity through self-pleasure with water was really beautiful. And I didn't quite understand at the time, but now looking back, I feel like it was such a gentle teacher. (laughs) Wow, Tosca, I love that so much. And it's funny, that was my first experience too with like a bathtub faucet. And I never thought before this moment about my connection with water. And I think that is so beautiful. Yay. I'm so excited to reflect on that at my leisure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely having some nostalgic mm-hmm. thoughts in that regard as well. Uh, so out of curiosity, uh, when did we get, in, in regards to sex toys and not the manual edition, when did we all get our first sex toys? Oh my God. I This is so funny if my mother listens to this. I was like really young. I was like maybe like 14 or 15. And I had like our house, we just got an internet at my house, which was like very exciting. <laughs> and I I don't know how I knew what like sex toys were, but I like found a website and I remember 
my analytical mind. I remember really researching to make sure it was discreet packaging. This was crucial to me. (laughs) And I ordered like this blue vibrator that I think just said like beginners. And I remember it came and I turned it on and I was so freaked out by how loud it was. (laughs) I had not planned for that. You got to, I always had to blast. Good thing I was into like heavy metal growing up and, you know, punk and hardcore because I was, they were used to me playing loud music. (laughs) So I needed something to drown it out. I was about 17. Uh, My best friend um, gifted it to me. Uh, They got me this pink, like almost like rubbery looking, but like very phallic detail. Like it had like a head and everything. And like, it's just myth. It was such a funny, funny one. Um, and I think I had even named it something stupid like Mr. Pinky. <laughs> um, so I actually forgot about this until now, but the first um, experience I had with a sex toy was a Hitachi. Oh. <laughs> oh, straight out the gate, she went to the be-all, end-all. Um, well, it was uh, my first dom did Hitachi torture with me. And that was my first experience with a vibrator that's so extreme. But (laughs) the first one that I purchased myself was the complete opposite. It was a teeny tiny bunny vibrator. Like it looked like a bunny. And I got it in London when I was 21. Um, But wow, what a contrast. I don't like masturbate like at all or have like the desire to. I don't even have a vibrator. So... There's that. (laughs) Yeah, not very easily distracted by sex. But there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you don't, you like doing it. Like you might have other ways to perform self-care that aren't necessarily sexual at all. Like how you were on that foam roller earlier. Oh yeah, Enjoying your (laughs) your muscle recovery. I just upgraded to a harder one with bigger grooves and it... (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I was working out some knots, so I highly suggest the foam roller for any non-sexual people. (laughs) So the first sex toy that I didn't buy it for myself, I was actually a webcam model. And one of my regulars, he asked me if I had a dildo and he was into strap-ons. He wanted me to wear a strap-on dildo, and I didn't have either of those things. And I said, well, if you want me to use that, you could always purchase one for me. I wasn't, um, it was it was when I was n- a new webcam model. So I didn't have a post office box or a safe way, a safe place to send it to. And I knew I didn't want to send it to my house. So I sent it to my grandmother's house. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I went to go pick it up and it was a 12 inch realistic strap on dildo. And when I went to go pick it up, she said, you got a package in the, in the mail. And I said, okay, cool. She said, the dogs opened it. (laughs) And she handed me this chewed up (laughs) strap on dildo so big it was so big she needed two hands to hand it to me and I was mortified (laughs) oh my god how old were you again I was probably 18 (laughs) oh my god oh my goodness oh gosh this Mm -hmm. that's hysterical (laughs) (laughs) thanks grandma (laughs) Mm -hmm. um also 
Tosca, we're definitely going to need to talk about forced orgasms in a future episode. Oh, yeah. we. I said Hitachi torture. That's a not actual torture. I mean, it's, it's fun torture. Forced orgasms is kind of a magical thing for people who subscribe to that. We'll dive into BDSM in a future episode. So next, we're going to dive into how to integrate sex magic into self-pleasure. Um, there are so many different rituals that you can do at home that are really easy and you actually don't need anything, um, though there are some magical altar, tool, altar tools that you can integrate into your sex magic practice. Um, for me, creating a sacred space for sex magic is really essential. I love um, having certain spell candles burning and having the candle be uh, a floral scent. So having a, a spell candle with rose and jasmine, just because that evokes such sensuality. Um, I also really love incorporating herbal infusions. I'm an herbalist, therefore I... Um, really love having plant spirits on my my magical journey. So I have different aphrodisiacs that I turn to for invoking sex magic, um, hibiscus, linden, jasmine, shatavari, um, damiana, cinnamon, cacao, the list can go on. We'll, we'll explore more of that. But um, having a clear intention with your sex magic practice is also really essential. Um, what about you guys? I definitely agree with everything you've said. Uh, I really feel like the atmosphere is so key. I mean, that incorporating, you know, what uh, phase the moon is in, what your, you know, your candles. I'm really big on scents. And of course, you know, I burn specific things for specific reasons. But, I, you know, whether that's burning dried florals and I also uh, smoke cannabis so I will roll my cannabis with whatever other thing is appropriate for the time so like maybe before bed I'd use chamomile but before sex I would actually add dried rose petals or even you can make a blunt out of rose petals if you're somewhere where cannabis is legal and that's something that you can do it's quite lovely um, but that you can really make what if some people choose not to do any of that some people like to have uh, a wine offering to spirit there's it's really up to you how you want to set it but for me like atmosphere is so so important and also just being like of course we talked about intent when I was learning how to make sigils which uh, sigils are symbols that hold magical powers uh, they taught me that I could charge it using an orgasm which I thought was really fascinating because I have trouble meditating and to meditate on the sigil it takes quite a long time to charge your sigil. So I said, man, I can go in the fast lane and just come and give this symbol power. Yes, that is the option I'm taking. So it it was really cool to see how powerful and how meditative orgasms can be. Completely relate to that. Orgasms have so much power. And I, I believe I said earlier that 
um, that moment of climax is really connected to spirit energy. Um, and so if you are doing self-pleasure with sex magic at home and you feel yourself coming close to um, climax, that you can kind of cast your vision and cast your intention at that time and really have it in the forefront of your mind because it's easy to kind of zone out when you do feel an orgasm. But if you focus your energy on the words of your intention or the sigil or the energy, even a color I've used before, um, sometimes I invoke different goddesses as well. I use Kali a lot for sex magic. Lilith is good too. Ooh, I love Lilith. <laughs> and we will probably learn more in future astrology episodes, but something interesting to look at in your chart is where your Lilith placement is mm, in regards to sexuality. Yeah, one of the things I love to do with goddesses is printing out a picture of them, like whatever photo you really resonate with or drawing, I should say and placing it on your chest facing you so as you masturbate you can even like make eye contact with your goddess it's super super powerful another practice that i use sex magic for self-pleasure not with a partner and one that i recommend to a lot of my clients is if you're having a tough time making a decision I suggest masturbating whilst visualizing each outcome and seeing which brings you to orgasm. It's such a way to tune into your body and your body's inner wisdom. Bella, on that note, I love that thought of using it for direction as far as like how we, we both, we use it for manifestation. You can use it like a pendulum in that way. But what about, say you're masturbating and you can't decide what to masturbate about? Maybe it's not about what life choice you want to decide. So you ever, I don't know if any of you have ever had that happen where you've had so many different things float through your mind. It almost feels like you can't focus on the one thing sometimes. What do you? And then, <laughs> and then you land on something and that's the thing that pushes right. you over the edge and you go, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it to be that. I love mm -hmm. that. I think it's just learning to tune into your body's wisdom. Sometimes it comes from a really unusual source. <laughs> it definitely does. There's the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, I wanted to share – what was I going to share? Oh, um, another sex magic practice that I've done that's been really helpful. Um, I am extremely feminine, and one of my uh, – challenges has been connecting to my inner masculine. Um, so I use an athame, which is a, a ceremonial dagger, and I place that on my chest safely. Um, usually these don't have two sharp edges, and I can even touch my body with the edge of the knife um, in a very like sensual way. Um, and I find that connecting to the sword energy has been really potent magic for connecting to the masculine. Wow, I love that. That's a hot tip for me. I'm going to try yeah, that. I'll do it. <laughs> it's hard for me to lean into my masculine energy. Yeah, we have to, and we'll talk about that also, and the left and the right, the receiving mm -hmm. and the giving, and how it's so important to have a balance. I actually, usually, this is super weird, I usually masturbate from a male's perspective. Can you talk a bit more about that? Well, I imagine myself having sex with a woman. With yourself or with a different woman? A different woman in a male's body, even though I feel pretty feminine and I 
relate more to being submissive, but then I masturbate and I become a man. <laughs> Is that weird? No, I'm going to try it. I've, I've actually been there, not on the regular, but I have been there. Um, I identify as I'm fluid and queer. And, you know, sometimes I'm just thinking about me fucking other women because, I, you know, I have. I have been intimate with many uh, women in my life, but also like it's interesting to be yourself in that space and maybe suddenly in your mind the strap on is real or you know whatever if I could have a dick and tits for a day you know that would be great but you know it's just not how I identify I think a lot of it is creative visualization um and allowing your imagination to flow uh and connect to just that dreamy spiritual place um we're our greatest guides with this so I wanted to segue into self-care and what that means. Um, so also with self-pleasure, I wanted to touch upon that it does not have to include masturbation. Um, self-pleasure can be brushing your hair in a sensual way. It can be um, getting all of your tasks done for the day. There's so many ways to to honor the self. Mm. Even preparing like a beautiful meal for yourself, making it really sensual. I love preparing fresh fruits and laying them out in like a really sensual, erotic way to eat. Think <laughs> of you with papaya. I love <laughs> I'm going to have papaya today actually because I'm on my moon. For me, a good self-care tip is turning off my phone mm. because then I'm always, you know, taking care of other people and the second it rings, someone needs me. Someone needs something. That's how I always feel. So the best way to take care of myself is to really be fully present with just myself, just as if I was on a date with somebody, I wouldn't be checking my phone. I would be fully present with them. I take myself on that mental date. That's so beautiful. I think that my main self-care practice is a combination of crystal egg work and baths. And sometimes those two things are together. But one of the things I like to do is I charge my egg under either the full or new moon based on what I'm trying to manifest or focus on or where if my intention is going to be inward or outward. And then when I use my egg, I use it in my, I have a vagina and I use it in my vagina. Um, and I feel that that is something that I can prioritize that really connects me with the spirit world as well as feels really an earthy, sensual pleasure. I love that you brought up the crystal eggs. It's um, funny when my when my late aunt passed, I went through and I found all the crystals that I didn't know she owned in her house. And there were two, it was a clear quartz egg and a rose quartz egg. And I don't know what she did with them. I won't, I have them. I won't be using them for, I have, you know, I would be using my own separate unis, but I, I was wondering, you know, well, I don't know, but either way. I, you know, that's, I have an honoring to my ancestors on my altar and that included. And I love Eve that you basically are saying that you disconnect in order to connect within. And so for me, I think self-care uh, sometimes isn't just baths and face masks, although I love all that stuff. I'm big on natural skincare, but sometimes for me, self-care is shadow work. Mm -hmm. Self-care is looking in the mirror and going, you got to get your shit right. And really just being honest with myself. That sometimes is really what self-care is for me. Some days it's being gentle with myself and other days it's going, look, it's it's time to do the work and 
see where we can get with that. Thank you for joining us for the Sex Magic Podcast. You can find us at sexmagicpodcast.com, on Instagram at sexmagicpodcast, or send us an email or a recorded audio clip if you'd like us to answer your question live at sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com.